Hello and welcome to SAE Tomorrow Today. I am your host, Grayson Prulty. On today's episode, we're absolutely honored to sit down with Chris Stoffel, head of industrial design Zooks. On today's podcast, Chris pulled back the curtain and explained why design is at the core of Zooks, why design has always been at the core of Zooks. With vertically integrated engineering and vertically integrated design, they're building something special. It's not your typical get a part here, get a part there, put it all together. Zook's team, they, th- they threw that whole notion out. They're sitting together one day. They sketch on a napkin in 2016, the version of the carriage, which is today. They said, let's build something for the future. Let's build something for riders. Let's build something that has a calm atmosphere. When an individual can get in the vehicle, they can sit back, relax, listen to beautiful music through the audio system. Beautiful mood lighting, so it's not that bright, harsh light where you don't want to be in there. They built a vehicle for riders where you want to ride in the vehicle. And Chris does an incredible job of telling us the story and explaining how and why all these little tweaks and nuances make the Zooks rider experience special. Really hope you enjoy this one because design is core to everything Zooks does. And the Zooks vehicle design is going to end up in a beautiful, beautiful rider experience when the service is commercialized in the near future. Welcome to the podcast, Chris. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. Really looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, I appreciate the time, Grayson. Very excited to have you here because the Zooks vehicle is beautiful. It was built from the ground up. It wasn't part here, part there, put together like a Lego set. You actually really built something special. It's going to have an incredible positive impact on the world. And that started on a napkin sketch. Like all these great Silicon Valley stories, somebody's in a diner or restaurant, it starts on a napkin sketch, and the Zooks vehicle started on a napkin sketch. Could you talk about from the sketch to reality to this in- incredible vision that this company has? I think you you kind of hit the nail on the head. It is an incredible vision. It's a journey that we're on. And it did start with this idea of what an autonomous vehicle could be. And from scratch, that really means something that I think works well in the areas that it, that it drives in, gives the customer something unique that no other vehicle can give it. Um, and it celebrates the technology in a way that we don't see or we can't get from a regular vehicle. But it really started with, you know, looking at the, the problem that we're trying to solve. We can't really design anything unless we know what problem we're trying to solve and the requirements we're trying to work in. And so for us, it was, you know, we saw this inefficiency with transportation and mobility. We saw congested areas. We saw lives lost each year due to avoidable scenarios. And we saw this getting just worse and worse over time. And I think a lot of people can relate to that, especially in dense urban areas. Uh, and we thought to ourselves, you know, what is going to be a great solution to, for this? And it's in our eyes, it was this kind of on-demand personal mobility device that really was going to use technology in a beautiful way that got people excited to use it, that as they began to adopt it, would start to change that trend to begin save lives, have more efficient transportation means, have cleaner roads, have cleaner environments, quieter streets into this world where people would just be excited to have this frictionless and ubiquitous transportation. I think to get there though, you need a product that gets going to get people excited about it. And that's really where this kind of key sketch came in and came about. Uh, Our lead designer, Noel Battaglia, incredibly talented. His, His kind of theme for this was the modern carriage. And we kind of goes back to that. What we believe is this romantic view of transportation, you know, kind of riding this carriage, this open space, this communal effort where you're facing the people that you're talking to um, and really celebrating the ride and the rider. And this really came about to be this vehicle that, you know, what was going to embody that. And so what you see, and we're 
so happy to kind of have shown that to the world in December. Our, our, our vision for this self-driving vehicle from the ground up is this kind of uh, symmetrical, bi-directional kind of carriage seating type of vehicle that's really, I think, going to give people something unique as they ride when they're on this type of vehicle and celebrates the technology in a way that you can't get on a regular vehicle. So for us, it was about creating something that was, you know, with this technology, it can be any new technology can be a little, people can be apprehensive to use it, especially when you attach it to a vehicle, right? And for us, we really wanted to create this timeless, approachable, kind of quiet confidence about the vehicle that we knew we wanted to be out there living in the world for decades. And in order to do that, we had this kind of simplistic approach that really, again, celebrated the technology, but gave people something, uh, a really unique experience inside the vehicle that we're really excited for them to spend some time in, in, the, in the future. Inside the vehicle, there's two things. One that's very practical is the inductive charging for the cell phone. Very smart. But the coolest thing, and this is me being me, I love the stars at night when you when you look up. <laughs> yeah, the celestial headliner. I'm so glad you say that. Yeah, it's those little things. I think, you know, the mantra when we come out with the vehicle, when I talk about the outside, again, celebrating the technology, um, having something timeless and approachable, this quiet confidence. When you come to the inside, again, what are we really looking for? We're looking, again, solving the problem and what are, how are people using the vehicle? Well, they're kind of quick rides, right? Quick on and off. They're spending, you know, 10 to 15, 20 minutes in the vehicle and we don't want to interrupt their day. We don't want to have them stop doing what they're doing between A to B. So we wanted to create the space that was calm. You know, we wanted to have this calm space for them. And really what that means is designing without distractions. And so we've really streamlined everything just to the things that you need, nothing you don't. So you're right, the, you know, you probably want to charge a phone. Maybe it'd be nice to do it. It's a nice little piece of delight. You have that. There is a USB-C charger in there as well. If you want to charge a laptop or if you have a phone that plugs in, there's, you know, minimal control with the vehicle and interaction. You know, really the, the things that you need, the, you know, ETA to your destination, some map interface to see where you're at while you're driving to your destination. And then if you want to go another layer down, if you want to adjust the lighting, if you want to adjust the music, if you want to adjust the temperature, all that will be there as well. But even when you do that, we want to create this space that's just very delightful as well. So seamless and delightful, clean design, almost like furniture design. And then you kind of give these little pieces of delight. And the celestial headliner is one of them. And it's one of those things that you don't notice when you get in, but when you do, it's just, oh, it's like this relaxing space. It feels very, you know, you're connected to the outside, especially with the glass roof and all the glass around you. And it's one of those pieces that we, you know, we really thought would be a, a unique design approach and kind of celebrate, again, this modern carriage ride that you're moving down from A to B, not really in a car, but more like in a room moving down the road. And what would you do sometimes in a room with this big skylight where you look outside and kind of, again, connect that outside in. And it's just those little pieces that I think the details that we put in that we really think about holistically to give people a great experience that again, build that trust that we've thought about all the little details that are going to get people excited and really try to remove any barriers to them to use the vehicle. And then once they do use it, realize that, oh, this is really amazing. It's going to give them a brand new experience. They want to come back to it. And so it's those little pieces of delight that we try to feed in, in not an obvious way, but when you notice them, they kind of, hopefully they resonate with our riders. It resonates with me as a rider who you know, been in multiple versions of your prototype vehicle going back to the accelerator. And w when I was at the accelerator, they started talking about the vision with the music and how you can curate your music. This was on the sled. It's, this thing's open and we had the little thing we put around our necks to call it like the whole prototype. And then years ago, I was invited uh, to the San Francisco office and put in one of the Highlander vehicles and how they experienced the design and the way that you would uh, hail the vehicle there. Design, it seems to me, was an, it was in the DNA from day one, and you just kept enhancing it and enhancing it. And when I was at the at the accelerator, one of the many times, one of the coolest things ever, 
I believe I'm, I might misquote this that Zooks hired a, somebody, a gentleman from THX or Adobe Labs, and you started working on this incredible audio design, where when they um, went in front of the vehicle, and the vehicle would make this noise, but yet you couldn't hear it on the side, and this whole in-depth thing. How are you looking at audio design from the exterior and then on the interior of the vehicle? Are you looking at spatical audio and all that really cool audio experience? So somebody's going around the Zooks vehicle, they me staring up at that beautiful headliner listening to a great album like a Pavarotti or something and just having this wonderful experience. Is that how you're really thinking about it? You nailed it with th- saying that, you know, design is in our DNA. Design, safety, that ground up approach gives us the opportunity to do these really interesting and value added and cool things. Sound and lighting was always a part of our approach to communicating with riders, you know, because in a self-driving car, you know, there's this culture, regardless of what country you're in, of driver and pedestrian in that interaction. And there's the look, which is the acknowledgement. And then there's the, that acknowledgement of the action of what's happening next in a blink of an eye, literally. And you know, what's going on. We don't have that ability, right? But being great steward in the cities that we're in, we're not just there to provide a good service and a good experience for the people that are inside our vehicle, but we want to provide that for the people outside our vehicle and light and sound are the ways that we think we can do that best sound being a way that we think we can interact with individuals around the vehicle in a way that's just not disruptive, right? Again, we don't want to just honk horns in the city. We want to do that in a really elegant way. We want to be able to pinpoint sound. And the way we do that is, you know, internally, we have had some unique individuals, uh, both in leadership positions and a part of the company to help us along both our sonic journey and our lighting journey. And now we have a great internal sonic team that's doing an amazing job with our engineers to build that internally and design that internally, both from a safety or functional standpoint, but also an internal user experience standpoint. But specifically for light and sound, we have what's called Vox, which is 32 speakers basically set up in an array that can pinpoint sound, basically a three degree beamform so that we can just acknowledge the individuals that we need to interact with. So if we see someone who's going to basically jaywalk across the street and that's fine, it happens all the time. You know, we're not trying to stop people from doing that, but we want to acknowledge them and we want to let them know that we're coming, right? Cause there's a lot of people that are distracted and we can pinpoint a nice sound to that individual um, so that we kind of just pique their interest and get their head up versus just blaring a horn or slamming on the brakes or whatever that may be, that just kind of disrupts everyone. So let's use technology, let's use some design, let's use some innovation to make that a better experience. And then it just makes it better for everybody, right? That person isn't embarrassed. They have, a, it's a much nicer experience for them. The person inside the vehicle doesn't get disrupted about or hear a horn. They just kind of nicely go along their way. We're not stopping traffic behind us. Again, building in a ton of efficiency and using design to really celebrate that, to really make that better. Um, and I think when it comes to inside the vehicle, Really inside the vehicle, we want to create just a great space for people to make their own, right? And so for that connection from your phone or your device to the vehicle to play music, whatever that may be. And I think one of the great things about designing this vehicle from the ground up is we, because we own and operate the service, we own and operate the vehicle, we design everything in house. We always have this mantra of continual improvement. And I think if there's technology that's going to deliver a better experience for people, we're absolutely going to investigate that. We're absolutely going to see if we can bring that in and does that add value? Or if there's something that we had brought in the past and now maybe that's not as important, remove it, right? Get rid of it. I think that's such a powerful position that we want to get if we had to put our technology on a regular vehicle or it worked with a partner in that space, it, it we just wouldn't have the ability to do that. And now we have that ability and we will be exploring those opportunities to really just enrich the customer experience in the future. So yeah, spatial audio, light and sound, that'll be continued development because I think that's something that we're just gonna to continue to learn as we test, as we get those vehicles on public roads, and then eventually in the future deliver that service. 
In the early days, there was a gentleman, Thomas Toll, a board member, who played a, a large role from his incredible entertainment background of legendary. And I was told this gentleman would roll his sleeves up and really get into the nitty gritties around entertainment. What did you learn from Mr. Toll as it relates to that Hollywood light and sound where you watch a movie, an old black and white, where there's that beautiful lighting that goes in. How did, did you take that Hollywood perspective of how to properly light the vehicle? My wife hates it. You walk into a restaurant and super bright lights. I don't want bright lights. I want to have a nice romantic dinner where there's that fine line. The mood, yeah. Yeah. Are you doing mood lighting in the vehicle? I think, you know, lighting is so powerful. It's a uh, lighting, music, sound, all those things can really change a mood and you can tailor it to deliver the experience you want. I remember when Thomas came on board and he was, you know, in a kind of advisory position of Zooks, but really the that design DNA, that design everything, that kind of really enriched experience that we're trying to bring forward was always part of Zooks, right? That was always our focus, always what we want to deliver. And we have a great team and crew that at all levels support that. And so when it comes to light and sound, especially the lighting on the outside, I think we have a couple of different areas where we, again, we try to take it beyond what a normal vehicle would have. We have these puddle lamps underneath our sensor pods. And if the audience isn't familiar with our vehicle, we have this kind of symmetrical quadrant box looking vehicle with our sensor pods on the outside four corners. And on those sensor pods, we have these puddle lamps that, you know, when the doors open up, these lights come on, it really opens up the space. And is this inviting nature, right? In this potentially dark environment on a dark street at night, there's just going to be this beacon, this warm beacon for you, right? To kind of come home to. And we can do that through lighting, um, the way the doors open up, the lighting that then comes on underneath them, the way the vehicle interior is already ready for them and warm. And you're right, the, that level of lighting is so important. The color, the, it's, you get into so many details about the warm light or the blue light, you know, or the K value, whatever that may be. All that is absolutely designed in. we very critical that we test it, we play with it. We work with some great engineering and supply teams to, to um, enable that for us. And I think what we'll be able to give to the individuals is this tailored experience about this warm environment where you know you're going to get these shadows you're going to get these plays on the surfaces on these really nice clean surfaces that just invite this warmth to the vehicle and again it goes back to that calm feeling if we had just incredibly bright like or lights in the vehicle that made it look you know kind of clinical well that's not welcoming my my living room isn't like that right like you're your functional spaces, but a nice, warm, calm environment, relaxing environment isn't. And that's what we want to do. We want to bring that room environment, that lounge environment back into the vehicle. And the lighting really plays into that, especially at night, which I think people are going to be excited about. We haven't shown too many images of what that vehicle looks like at night with all the lights on. We have a few, but I think it's going to be really exciting when people see that, um, where we put the lights, where we place the lights, the colors, etc. really set this tone that's going to be really warm and welcoming. I see it. I just like to sit in it. And I think our, our riders are going to like that too. When you sit in the vehicle, do you just close your eyes and think, what what are we going to build next? How can we enhance this? You put on, you put on a piece of music, or just kind of really think from a design perspective. If I just tweak this little thing here, it might improve this. Or we just dim this little light here, or change an angle there. Do you kind of just sit there and go into your zone constantly? Just I mean, it, it, I don't even have to be in the vehicle. I think all of us on the design team, especially, and even those that are in the engineering and experience teams and brand marketing. It's just a constant thought. It just never ends. And when we're in the vehicle, I think is the best time to do it in the studio if we have it in there and we're sitting in there and the studio, we always have music going. It's kind of a cultural thing. And you're really sitting in a mood. You get in the vehicle and you kind of close your eyes and you realize this is a space, again, that's delivering on what we wanted to do. And that's this calm space. But then you think about, okay, what are the small tweaks that we want to do? And again, having that vehicle be owned and operated by Zooks and giving us the opportunity to continually evolve it 
we're always thinking about what's next. And, you know, culturally, I think we're seeing a trend change, you know, post COVID, there's things that we have to consider the way people are moving right now. We have to consider what they're going to expect from a self-driving car or autonomous vehicle. We have to consider as well. And I think that's moving very quickly, but I think at the end of the day, humans are very good about knowing what they like. And we have a lot of, we can push technology, we can jam it in the vehicle, but really is that value added? And for us, we don't, I think we have to wait and see in some of those areas. We like the idea of this calm space, this, you know, less distractions, limiting the things that you have to do and just letting you spend the time that you, how you'd like to spend it, right? Getting time back, I think is very rare these days. And this is what that vehicle enables. And so I think if we can bring in new technology or new tweaks into the vehicle, that don't distract and kind of maintain those design philosophies, we're going to do that. And hopefully they would be so seamless that, you know, a user may not even know that they've, they've happened, but they just know that their experience is equal or better than it was before. And I think that's kind of the beauty of our design and our platform is it allows us to do that over time, but also to consider bigger changes in the future as well, right? That's again, the, the beauty of it. If we see trends changing with materials or fabrics, if we see the way people are interacting with the car be totally different, we're going to adapt to that. Right. And we're going to adapt to that very quickly and deliver on what the customers want. I'm going to go down the culture route and we're going to go back in history. We're going to go to London. It sounds like you're sitting behind the board in Abbey Road producing Abbey Road with the Beatles and on the song. Here comes the sun. George Harrison sings. Here comes the sun. And I say it's all right. Here comes the Zooks vehicle. I say it's all right. Is this your version of Abbey Road? Here Comes the Sun was George's song, a brilliant album, mm-hmm. and they're sitting there and they're and they're layering all this different musical techniques on top of it, and you're layering this incredible sound, lighting, user experience. Is this vehicle Zook's version of Abbey Road? I like to think so for the design team, especially, and even for the the for the company of Zooks, right? It's um it's something that embodies the entire company philosophy, right? It's also the face of the company, especially when the vehicle gets out there. And I think when in those magic moments, when all the teams are jiving in a really good way and everyone's on board with the vision and everyone's just, you know, doing great work and things are coming together and it just feels so natural and good, uh, which is how we felt it on this, on this vehicle. Um, and as Zooks in general, you get a product where there's so much kind of passion and enthusiasm kind of just coming out from it that people connect to it. And that's what we've seen with, with this product so far. Uh, and they're really excited, especially for the team, you know, getting the opportunity to do uh, one, a vehicle from the ground up is rare, getting the opportunity to do a brand new type of product, which is, you know, self-driving vehicle. It's very rare these days, new opportunity. And then also being a part of a new company that's starting to grow and become and kind of come into itself as an autonomous mobility on demand, right? Hailing company has been amazing. And I think we get these great moments where it seems like you're working so hard and it's it's hard to see kind of the finish line but then you take a step back and you realize what you've built and it's something that people are connecting to it inspires people it's having the impact that you would hope it had but you're trying not to force it you're trying to let the product speak for itself which i think you can kind of relate to abbey road and the beatles where just people have their own connection to it right and that's what we're starting to see now as that vehicle gets out there with the vehicle being the face of the company so to speak everybody at zooks has some way or another either directly or indirectly influenced it, right? Especially, of course, the design team, but you know, our job is to really take in a lot of input, a lot of work and cross-functional support from other teams to deliver a product that meets all our demands, right? We're trying to balance all the things that we want to balance in this type of vehicle. And also we want to create something that is truly 
defining for not only Zook's company, but also autonomy and self-driving vehicles, right? What are people expecting? We hope that we're delivering on what people's dreams are, right? When If you ask people 10 years ago, what's a self-driving car going to be like? Well, they probably would have thought about something that's not a car. And we wanted to deliver on that as well, right? There's this opportunity that we have, and we really want to celebrate it because autonomous technology is, is amazing. And we do it in-house, right? We have an amazing team. We want to do them justice and give them a vehicle and a design that embodies that awesomeness into a vehicle itself. It gets people excited about it. But then it delivers on an experience as well for those individuals. We have an amazing engineering team that supports us and that can deliver all this unique innovation as well um, because they have a tremendous job. And when we look again, step back at that and look at what we've put together, I think it looks like we've, again, we have this mantra, like when you do everything right, no one notices. And I think when we take a step back, it looks like this is the right approach to autonomous on-demand mobility. And it looks like people are excited about it. And it looks like something that's going to live out in the future for a long time. And so in that sense, yeah, I think it's a defining moment for Souks. I think it's something that really embodies our our culture, kind of this uh, seamless approach. And I'm really excited for people to eventually get into it and, and make their own connection to it and to kind of grow that in the future as well. The emotional connection to the Zooks vehicle will be enormous. People are going to fall in love with it. You're probably going to have an individual that's going to want to get married in it one day. I can't wait. <laughs> because that's what design is. Design is it's beautiful. And to me, you've built something that's that's living and that you'll continue to design it and improve it. What new trends do you see emerging from a rider experience where you might, if we just add a little bit of this or a little bit of that, are you looking into any of augmented reality technologies that are coming, for example, driving around San Francisco, they look outside, they could be an old fashioned trolley car going around, but it's a beautiful Zooks self-driving vehicle. Are you looking at those two technologies? So when an individual steps into your vehicle, he says, wow, this, this is what the future can be. And this is what the future should be. You made a good comment about being an emotional connection. And I think when we design anything that we design as Zooks, we want people to have an emotional connection to that. That's like the first step, right? And we do that through the design, through the look and feel, through the beauty. But then you have to reinforce that with trust and experience. And we do that through our engineering, through our testing, through our UX side. And to think about the future, like, man, going back into the past when we were just brainstorming ideas, everything was on the table, right? Just AR on the windows. And can you, you know, can you project something on the windows? Can you have, you know, an internal tour guide and all these different things? Um, and these really cool ideas. And in order to, I think, to, to earn that opportunity, we have to deliver on our seamless experience right now, that clean, simple, aligned, kind of um, calm experience that we have at the moment and bring that to our riders first. And that will give us the opportunity then to explore and entertain what's going to enrich this experience for the future. And I think within those technologies, we don't want to introduce something that distracts from that calm feeling, right? We don't want to introduce something that demands your attention too much. That's why you don't see a ton of screens in the vehicle. That's why you don't you know, have a bunch of buttons in the vehicle. If we can drive by ourselves, we should be able to provide this calm, seamless experience for our riders. And I think people, you know, with any new technology that we see now, it's it sometimes feels forced and it sometimes feels like, hey, this is brand new, so you have to like it, yet it may not be adopted. And I think, again, people are really good about knowing what's valued and what's not in their lives. They're happy to try it out, but we don't want to have that interior of the vehicle. We don't have the vehicle in general be a rolling R&D center, right? We want it to be this calm space that people can always go back to, this consistent experience that they know is gonna give them this time back and their opportunity to do what they would like to do in it. You know, if they're by themselves, plenty of space, 
large amount of space inside the vehicle. This place is truly yours. If you want to rest, if you want to close your eyes, of course, we got you. If you need to be on a phone call or a Zoom call, if you need to charge your device, by all means. If you're with friends or family, you're facing them in a great way so you can actually have that social interaction and not interrupt your day as you would. Um, and then in, in the future, when we potentially go back to pooling, right, and kind of ride share on demand type of uh, areas, our four seats for equal seats give people that four equal experiences right so we're not trying to shove someone in the middle of a back seat or ask you to get out so i can get out we're really trying to make that a nice enjoyable experience for everybody and offer that flexibility but i think when we think you know it's easy to think maybe to make some connections that fulfill that kind of calm feeling and the things that my mind goes to and again these are things that we're researching and we're spending more time on in the future to see if we want to bring in are things like voice right and in that world, can we bring that in in a nice seamless way? Can we bring in a really seamless way to interact with the vehicle or to have your, your, your device connect with the vehicle, right? So we can kind of share that in. Ingress, egress on the vehicle, how do we make that much more seamless, right? How do we make that a hands-free operation? That's very key. Uh, I think all these minor steps, which to, a, to the rider, when they're well-polished and they're executed, will feel seamless and great. They require a ton of work. And they require a lot of work to get there. Um, and they're not easy, which is why we don't see them out in the world these days. But we want to be able to create a platform that's going to give us an opportunity to test and to refine and to bring that level of refinement back to the customer so that, again, when they do get to experience it, that technology doesn't feel like, again, hey, here's new technology, go try it out. It's going to just be well integrated and seamless in the vehicle and enrich their experience. You eliminated middle seat anxiety. On a commercial aircraft, somebody get oh, no, I'm going to get stuck in the middle seat. Oh, no, please, no, please, no, please, no, don't let anybody see. You eliminated that anxiety, and then you also eliminated the anxiety of you're on a plane, somebody's sleeping. Oh, I got to jump over this person because you have those beautiful doors that open on both sides. The vehicle looks like it has a lot of space, but there I've been reading a lot about this gentleman because he's in the news again, just signed a big sponsorship deal. Shaquille O'Neal, Shaq. <laughs> incredible cultural icon, incredible basketball player, very tall, seven foot one. Can Shaq fit in the vehicle? Tall and large. Yes. Tall and large. He's a large man. You know, I think Shaq's some great experiences with custom vehicles in the past, regardless of the type of vehicle that he's wanted to drive. There have been some great garages that have helped him kind of design those to fit his size. I would say within our vehicle, we really wanted to design a vehicle that fit well in a city. And so that meant compact, right? And compact exterior. So its footprint is quite small. It's very maneuverable, has front and rear steer, can really weave in and out of a city in tight spaces to get to where you are and drop you off kind of better than anyone else. And the interior though, we wanted to maximize that as much as possible. So for someone like Shaq, you know, fair point, he's gonna be probably be an outlier. We could totally fit him in there though. I guarantee that. I would love to invite him in. We'll get him in, we'll see how that fits. And you know what, if it's not great, we'll work on that and for the future with him. But the, the target, right, is for us is looking at this, again, seamless experience, this kind of fixed seat design, this, um, you know, again, no adjustments necessary for if you're, you know, a five foot individual, if you're a six and a half foot individual, seven foot. Yeah, it's it's up there. I guarantee you it's it may not be the most comfortable, but, uh, you know, being able to deliver on this seamless experience for a range of individuals is key. And that's really unique. Right. Because like you said, with this technology, with this opportunity, we want to create this, again, ubiquitous kind of delightful uh, mobility opportunity for people in dense urban environments. And right now, those 
we, we know there are barriers to that, right? To have this enjoyable experience in a city. Sometimes the most enjoyable experience in a city is walking or on a bike, right? Because you don't have to deal with the traffic or the parking or the, or, or the congestion or being, you know, sometimes crammed onto public transportation like we would on a plane where it's just, it's not really designed around the user. It's designed to just get as many people on there as possible or current on-demand current vehicles where you're right, you're in the back seat, you're in the middle seat. You know, the rider was never really designed for or celebrated for, right? It was always the driver or commodity side. And for us, we can really now celebrate the rider. I think that's really important is that's the priority, right? That's the focus. And so you're going to get this, you know, imagine this kind of like business lounge type of environment where you're going to have the space you want. You're going to have the interaction you want. You're going to have your own environment that you get to enjoy and relax in and hop on and off as needed. And I think that's something that this technology really enables and something that we're really excited to get people out there because again, removing these barriers to just enjoyable mobility and transportation in a dense urban environment. I think that's something that a lot of people are going to be excited for. And this vehicle, I think really embodies that approach. Does the seamless experience go down to the app level where you have a beautiful designed app that is part of when you have the Zook experience, it's from point A to point B, this beautiful experience, just like from the design team to the engineering team working in coordination to build a beautiful product. Absolutely. Like you said, we talked about it earlier. Everything is designed, right? And when I say everything is designed, it doesn't mean it just looks pretty, but it's designed, it's functional, it fits in, it feels familiar. You know, when people go to our website right now, you'll see a look and a feel that's reflected in also the, the way the vehicle is designed with the colors of CMF, with the way our app is designed as well. You know, we want that to be seamless. We want that to be integrated. We want that to be an extension of our vehicle and that connection. And so we have a great team working on that. Um, we're very aligned with them in terms of the look and feel, and then they have the execution. And you're going to see that sense of, again, kind of timeless, seamless, kind of quiet confidence within that design of the app as well. And it's going to feel familiar. It's going to feel like it's Zooks. It's not just someone else's app. It's going to feel, it's going to have that familiar feeling. And then our experience team is working very hard in that interaction of, you know, from app and that connection when you hail the vehicle to when the vehicle comes to you, get in the vehicle and, and go through your ride and then complete the ride that it feels seamless, right? That we're kind of a millisecond ahead of all the opportunities and times you think something should happen, we should be there right ahead of you. So it feels like it's really tailored to you. And so, yeah, everything is going to be, is going to have that Zooks aesthetic, that Zooks design philosophy, especially when it comes to a customer interaction side as well. And, you know, we even extend that side to our, our internal teams that use our internal tools, right? We have a great team that designs tools for them. We have everything that's customer facing has this kind of design approach um, because it matters. And at the end of the day, it creates something that's seamless and easy to use. That just means it's better for the company. You mentioned calm several times. The vehicle's calm. The green is calming. Why was that beautiful shade of green chosen for the vehicle? Did that just feel like a sense of calm, like welcoming? How was that color chosen? Yeah, it's uh, so a couple of things. One, the vehicle's been a few different colors in the studio over time. You know, it's like started out, you know, black and then it had this really white and then it had this kind of slightly we called it baby gray it was a really 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 light gray it was almost white um and now we're in the what we call aloe zooks aloe zooks green which is a very beautiful color what we wanted to do was one create something that was distinctive that people could recognize right in a sea of vehicles you can imagine being at the las vegas airport right and there's just vehicles coming in how do you identify the zooks vehicle and yes of course it has sensor pods and it looks like the way it does but if you can have a branded color if you could have a specific color that's going to help and i think green has always been a part of zooks's company colors and that culture that feeling for us it just feels like a good color but really when it came down to the vehicle our great creative director adelaide daniels did a great job kind of you know refining that color a little bit working with our leadership teams we really wanted to bring forth a color that 
again, embodied one. It was recognizable, but also had that feeling of, again, going back to the design philosophy, timeless and approachable and quiet confidence. And that green just really made us feel like that. And we went through a ton of iteration to get to where we are today. But we think it's something that, again, as people see that, it's not trying to be incredibly bold. It's not trying to be just very quiet. It's just, it's a, it has a presence, but it's this calm presence and also something that's recognizable that we feel just, it feels good on the vehicle. It looks good on the, on the design. It looks good on the surface. Uh, and we know it's something that's probably going to last on that vehicle for a long time. Well thought out. The other thing I want to give your company credit for, you're starting to think from popular culture. The includes new normal music video. Your vehicles are prominently featured in a really well classy way. You're embracing popular culture. So I look at this, I'm like, okay, well, who's next? So I have to know, you're a designer. There's an incredible hip hop artist out of Miami, now in Atlanta, Rick Ross. When are you going to build the boss a version of, Zo of Zooks <laughs> that he can go put in the music videos and drive you massive amounts of traffic to your uh, to your vehicle because you got the gentleman with an incredible brand, an incredible businessman, and then you get to serve Wingstop in there. You got the whole model to go. I'm pitching you <laughs> on this. You got to make a, a Rick Ross mobile for his music videos. I think I personally would be open for any of those connections to happen. I think, you know, creating a, a product people are just excited to get in and talk about is, is awesome, right? Like we have our great marketing and communications team that have a great plan for the future, that roadmap to build to where we want to be in a few years with the public, right? And I think, you know, when we backstep that, looking at that approach, it's one thing to have this, you know, our vehicle be showcased in a great music video. I think that's awesome, especially when that video kind of, kind of lends into itself of this, you know, this future, right? That we want to be a part of. I think uh, as we start to approach that time in the future, we want to start to continue to create this brand awareness around the company, around who we are as a company, but also, you know, our strength in engineering and our approach to safety, our, our stringent testing needs to really, again, continue to build that trust so that when we do begin to get into those really cool moments of the future, we're showcasing the product and the, and the, and the vehicle and what it can do uh, with potentially celebrities, et cetera, the public's ready for it, right? And they can really see that how awesome it can be and what that actual experience is, uh, how can they can differ from a regular vehicle. So I am all for all those moments. You know, I think we have, uh, if anyone is interested in doing some of those, please reach out to our, our Zix communications team. They'll help you out with that. But I would love to see it everywhere and anywhere, honestly. Like I just, I love the vehicle so much. I love what the team's done. It's an amazing product. I just want to get it out there. It's an amazing product. You, you've said this several times, but I want to point out it's a safe product. One of our first guests, I think he was our second guest or maybe our third guest was Dr. Rosekind. And and Dr. Rosekind came on and we had this incredible conversation around crashes and how the vehicle was designed to be a safe vehicle. The, the way that that gentleman has thought about safety combined with your beautiful design, it's really an incredible product that's going to save lives. And it's also going to be a really fun experience, a safe experience and a fun experience, which is which is a win-win. Putting all this together, what is the future of Zooks? You're right. It's taken, you know, again, we have many layers to the vehicle, safety, design, engineering, right? To take both design and safety together, those targets, and, and actually execute them. Engineering's done a tremendous job. Experience, manufacturing, uh, obviously our software uh, teams and our AI teams to bring this reality to the road. You know, it's one thing to create a beautiful vehicle we know how to do that. Design teams know how to do that. We've been doing it forever. It's another thing to make that a real vehicle. And this vehicle offered this design offered a lot of unique aspects for engineering and opportunities to really kind of flex the muscle. They've done an incredible job. 
the way we've engineered it and architected it, the manufacturing side is very efficient, right? As for a self-driving vehicle, it's uh, we have a lot of shared components. We have a lot of uh, symmetrical assemblies on the inside of the vehicle, which is, it's nice. It's quantity two or four on the vehicle versus say quantity one. Um, so we're driving a lot of efficiency in that. The operational side is being built up. And so it's all in an effort to, again, bring this amazing product to the public to keep it on the road for as long as possible and to give you this amazing experience seamless experience and where we see that kind of leading to the future is to bring that to more people simply to bring that to more people right if we can build the infrastructure build the technology right build the operations and service well now the vehicle kind of becomes the variable right like we want to be able to once we can self-drive and do that reliably in the city and have the service and operations to back that up well we want to kind of flex some design and engineering might to really showcase you know, where it can go. For now, that focus is gonna be in dense urban areas, right, with our vehicle that you've seen. And then for the foreseeable future, continuing to test, get that ready for public roads, and then being able to kind of take that model and multiply that in different cities and bring that, that joy to different people. Now, I'll, I'll start to go off on my own here in terms of what I would personally like to see. And in the studio, we, we like to envision decades in the future, right? where technology can take us and whether or not that makes it to reality, we don't know, but our job is to really kind of look at all those things and dream about them and to showcase what it could be. We look at dense urban mobility or urban mobility in general and kind of this kind of 10 mile diameter circle around cities or so, you know, we start to think about expanding that out to other areas, or then you start to think about connecting dense urban areas, right? And what type of vehicles and what types of products does that take? Uh, I think we've nailed the dense urban mobility type of vehicle with our product. I think it's going to be great. I think people are going to love it. They're going to use it. It's going to serve their needs very well. And I think we can look at that flexibility and those opportunities for the future of what else could it do to enable more people to enjoy it as well. And so those are the things that we're just exploring right now, but we do that internally. We keep it quiet because we, you know, it's fun to take a look at. It's part of our job, but really the focus is on refining our current vehicle, getting it ready to go out there on public roads and bringing this kind of magic to the people in the future. So little things, little tweaks at the moment, engineering is going through testing, you know, um, your user experience team is doing a lot of testing and validation. So we're just making small tweaks again, owning and operating that vehicle is great. We get to do that internally. We get to do that continual refinement. It's going to be better for the, for the customers and the riders. And so that's kind of the, the core of our job right now, but we like to sprinkle in a little bit of that future thinking because that's the studio and that's what we love to do. Walt Disney had a great saying that he would say to his engineers, plus it, build this and plus it. How do you enhance that experience? And you're describing this design studio and Walt Disney Imagineering goes through my head. And there was the, the famous story when Steve Jobs um, with the Apple transaction with Disney, where the children's store and he helped um, that Bob Iger was CEO then to re completely reimagine the children's store when Disney took it back over. Are you constantly building new things? And this is your own Walt Disney Imagineering in the Zooks where you're prototyping different things, testing things, and soundbar here, lighting here, just completely building things up? I think where we're at right now with our current vehicle that you've seen, we've we've gone through that process on the current vehicle. Now it's about the small refinement. But in the studio, and we, I love that we have kind of this open studio culture where the engineers, all the other teams kind of come through and talk and kind of jam on ideas. We want to create that culture of open ideas and concepts and testing for sure, because as we go through this process, one, we're growing as a company tremendously, right? I think when I came on board in 20, uh, 2016, I was around employee 100, right? And now we're approaching, you know, more than a thousand um, and we're continuing to grow and expand. So we have this influx of amazing, passionate, happy, you know, exuberant people that have great ideas. 
And I want to keep jamming on those ideas because again, continual refinement, right? How do we bring those new ideas, those new thoughts into our mix and not just say, Ooh, sorry, you missed the boat. We already designed it. No, no, no. We want to definitely entertain those ideas. We want to look towards the future. We want to play with those ideas in the studio. Yeah. We're tearing things up all the time. We're like, even on the current vehicle, we, it sometimes scares people. We keep it internal, like really changing things, but we need to know if it's better or not. Right. And we can only know that it's one thing to do a sketch or have an idea or it written down. It's another thing to have a sketch where, okay, that's going pretty far. Well, we want to build that too. You want to get hands-on. We want to do some rapid prototyping, visualization, physical models. Is this better or not? I think that's what you have to do with any vehicle and any product to really stay ahead of, you know, really the public perception, right? And you don't want to just rest on your laurels. We don't just want to create this thing and just sit back and relax. No, we want to continue to evolve that customer experience and really move with the public and their perception as well to always have that be that step ahead and deliver on that magical, delightful experience that we were hopefully creating. What you just stated is why Zooks is a magical company and why you're constantly staying ahead because you're there building, prototyping, experimenting. And I can't wait to see what the future holds for Zooks because I got a feeling five, six years down the line, Chris, you and the design team are going to come up with something completely different. I'm like, wow, they did it again. It's just going to be your magnum opus. Okay, we're going to start and just keep keep on uh, designing. And Chris, as we look to wrap up this insightful conversation, we covered a lot of ground. Thank you for shining light on the calmness. Thank you for sharing insight to the design studio, which I think is like really, really cool. It's a modern day Walt Disney Imagineering what would you like our listeners to take away with them? I think first, thank you guys for having us on board today. Um, it's We love talking about our story. I love talking about the design and really just the Zook story in general. It's something I think has been incredibly passionate for myself and all the members and crew of Zooks. Uh, but, you know, it is, like you said, at the beginning of this, it's a journey. And we have a very strategic and clear vision. But there is still a tremendous amount of work to do and to continue to do. Like we, again, like I said, having this one vehicle, having this service and operation, in a number of cities, that's not where we stop, right? That's where we really start. And we want to continue to grow that in this idea of, you know, can we bring this ubiquitous and frictionless kind of mobility transportation opportunity to more and more cities and more and more people, right? This idea potentially of like mobility for all. Um, I love that thought. And it's going to take a lot of people, a lot of great people, passionate people to get there. And so we're continuing to grow, continue to expand. We have a lot of opportunity. And so for those that are interested in that journey, you know, we really invite you to come on board and to come uh, join us because we want great people to help push us and get us out into that world. Because I do think when we achieve kind of this autonomous self-driving ability and we get these vehicles out there, it will start a paradigm shift in the world, right? We're going to start seeing this opportunity to give people a rare kind of barrier-free way of moving around that's just so magical and so uh, unique that they're just going to want it more and more and more in the cities that they're, that they start to travel and visit in. Um, and if we can bring that and we can deliver that, we're going to see that transformation of city streets to be quieter, to be safer, to be cleaner, to be more enjoyable. And then that start to outreach into other areas and other environments. And again, we just want people to, to come on board who are passionate about that and to join us on that journey because we have a lot of opportunity. It's still early in the in the in the world of, of autonomous mobility for sure um, and self-driving. And so I think that journey is going to be very exciting. And to your point, those future products, those future iterations are going to be very cool. And they're going to be those moments where people sit back and go, oh, yeah, that's that's what I envisioned. That's what I want. And they're delivering that. And we can't wait to really show showcase that to the world. I said to Bert Kaufman on your team, Zooks is merely in single A. You're not even in double. You're not even in the majors. 
you're merely just getting started. If there's an individual listening and you're interested, I highly encourage you to apply to Zooks. It's owned by a great company in Amazon. And Zooks is going to change the world. They're going to have a positive impact on the world. And from what Chris described and from what I know, you're going to have a really great time changing the world. As today is tomorrow, tomorrow is today. The future is for riders. Chris, thank you so much for coming on SAE tomorrow today. Well, Grayson, thank you very much for having me. I had a great time. And as always, uh, it was a pleasure and looking forward to uh, the future discussions with you. Thank you for listening to SAE Tomorrow Today. Be sure to join us next time when I sit down with Stan Caldwell, Executive Director of the Traffic 21 Institute, a transportation research institute of Carnegie Mellon University. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, please kindly rate, review, and let us know what topics you'd like for us to explore next by emailing us at podcast at SAE.org. That's podcast at SAE.org. Also, be sure to follow us on LinkedIn to stay connected and to continue the conversation. SAE International makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information presented in this podcast. The information and opinions are for general information only. SAE International does not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, process, service, or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast.